what's up, guys, and welcome to the Movie Newbie Podcast. I'm your host, Jabril Sahemi, the newbie, and I'm joined by... Rafael Luca, actor, clown, thespian, and a pure cinephile. Oliver Mangum, writer, producer, and fellow film lover. So yeah, enjoy the show. Hey, yo, what's up, guys? And welcome back to another episode of The Movie Newbie. I am your host, Jabril Sahemi. And as usual, I got the two guys, the two men, the two people that always do the show with me. Rafael Luca and Oliver Mangum. How about you guys say hello in that order, please? I forgot how to say hello in Navi, but ahoy. Ahoy. I see you guys. <laughs> I see both of That's you. That's the I one. You. I see in you. I see you. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, uh, we're doing Avatar today, or Pocahontas, or whatever. And uh, it's the last movie <laughs> of our James Cameron theme. And uh, yeah, Raph, take it away. Wait, wait, before, before, sorry, before, before Raph gets into that, I was going to say, should we mention in the top why we don't have a guest on this? Oh, uh, yeah, I totally I forgot about that. We, we, yeah, we. I think we uh, during our um, Titanic review, we did mention to our listeners that we were going to be having a guest today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my friend, and it would have been a recurring guest, Federico, was going to be on the show today, but he's actually very, very ill, and he can't make it. Um, he's actually in bed, super sick right now. So it's just us three again. I'm sorry, you guys. Like, we tried to do a whole theme, but um, you're stuck with us. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah. And we hope we hope he's okay. You know, we hope yeah. that he's all right. All right. So yeah, Raf, take it away. Taking it away in as much excitement as I can bear. Uh, um, Avatar, James Cameron's Avatar, two thousand nine film that just literally plundered the box office for years to come. It's still making money. I don't know how. Um, don't get me wrong. It's technically a spec you know it's it's technically it's a spectacle and it's it's something that you know he achieved greatness with um his whole way of kind of revolutionizing cinema yet again but this time taken in a form of performance capture um now technically it is impressive narratively it's you know been there done that seen it uh yeah like you said is it pocahontas or is it just our colonialist past imperial past um the story is god i was gonna mention sam worthington here we go sam worthington uh the story talks about a paraplegic marine uh who is played by the just ever so lackluster sam worthington whom i don't know how he received the illustrious career that he's had in hollywood during that span of time (laughs) but also you know what good for him good for him i i applaud you for for winning over the casting directors or the agencies. I don't know how you did it, dude, but you did it. And you know what? Congrats. And I heard that he was... Don't you love how there's not a trace of bitterness in that <laughs> right I, I've been a professional actor for <laughs> almost a decade now. And I'm still doing it. I'm still doing a student film. Um, anyways. Um, but he. But I heard he was living in his car uh, as he as he went, as he under, underwent the audition process for this film. So, you know, he was going through a bit of a a rough time anyways beside the point we're talking about his character a paraplegic marine who is 
dispatched dispatched to the moon Pandora, which is the alien planet that we are thrust upon, this new world, this new James Cameron imagination, which is basically just a huge tropical forest with the same humanoid beings like us and the same almost animals like us, just like they have an extra leg. Or they have two <laughs> horns, or something that just slightly differs, and they're blue. Um, so, yeah, we go into this planet, and then it becomes a war between the colonialists, which are the humans. Duh, that's what we do. You know, that's what that's what we've done for thousands and thousands of years. So you sent us off to a planet that's literally like this minefield that can make trillions and billions of dollars worth of a yeah we'll plunder it we'll fucking pillage it because that's what humans do y'all this is the lesson james cameron wants us to have um <clears throat> so we go into the state a divide between humans wanting to claim the land and the pandora the navi people i believe they're called trying to protect it and sam choosing between whether or not he wants to be on the human side or in his newfound home the navi people so we suffered uh, some technical difficulties uh, just now with our host, the movie newbie, getting kicked out of Zoom just for some reason. <laughs> These are the wondrous perks of, of recording separately yet again. I don't know how we've been doing this for two years, but this is going to require, again, more studio time because we just sound better and it feels better in the studio. So oh, ladies yeah. and gents, don't worry. We'll be back in the mm. studio soon enough, but bear with us as we continue on Zoom for this episode so we were i just i, th I think i just described the whole the, the you know the premise of the movie mm -hmm. um and yeah what what were your thoughts uh because i'm assuming we've all watched this we're all guilty parties of having watched this maybe more than once so i say that it's raking you know billion billions millions at the box office but you know we're we're also guilty of probably it did it did it, it literally did make billions of dollars at the box it did yeah it did it's What's, the b does anyone have the figure out of like hand? 37 like, billion think... or something mm, no i i think it's like <laughs> two, <laughs> nine, but still a lot a lot a lot of money feels, um, feels like too much oh, wait, i think i have it here actually i don't even know what billions means so like you, you as soon as that m turns into a b i'm like i i don't know what you're i don't know what you're talking about i don't know how much money that is inconceivable inconceivable <laughs> i think my mom's ever given me $50, and that's, like, the biggest sum of money I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, so okay. It's a so, net profit of $1.2 Right. I, uh, yeah. But that's that's when you subtract. I assume that's them calculating that the uh, that the input, the cost of making and distributing and, and marketing this film was around a billion dollars. Yeah. The promotion. Because so, I think the gross... The gross um, the gross, gross. Uh, box office was like two point nine. Was yeah. it? Yeah. Hmm. Was it? Or was was it something it's like that? Now, right? It's now worldwide. The gross worldwide is two point eight four seven point two four six point two zero three. Damn. Wow. Yeah. 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 Well. Okay. Well. 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 I. I feel like I can already tell what you what you feel about the film, Raph. Why don't you um, take us through your thoughts? Listen. On it? Listen. How? Well, you know what. There was there was moments, you know, there was moments and I, I don't I, you know, James Cameron has a knack for making, you know, big, you know, enjoyable visual feasting blockbusters. Um, and he has a knack for making 
a whole lot of money with them. Um, but for me, yeah, the script was generic, you know, and, 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 and what more is, is, is the lead, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about Sam Worthington, like, I, I, I felt like I was watching just a piece of wood, just acting, um, and, you know, that's, I don't want to, like, shit all over his performance, but he could have given me more, there could have just been. It's not, it's not a good sign when he, I feel like, his performance is better when he's the Navi. Right? The yeah. Like, I, I actually felt like the, the piece of CGI... Added to um, his performance. The, the, hunk, the hunk of CGI actually added layers right? to his performance. Which is, that's not that's not a great thing. And also, I've, you know, I've done, I've dabbled in performance capture. You have to do more. You, you like, are obliged to do more when you do performance capture because they have to capture every single part of your muscles moving. So essentially, you have to kind of overact in order to accentuate these emotions and these gestures. So he really had to push. And, you know, and that's saying something because he didn't, he still didn't give me much. Like, you know, people that were acting alongside him, I'm talking Sigourney Weaver, I'm talking Zoe Zaldana. Like they were, they were, they were running laps around him, you know, acting laps. Um, so he bore me. The script didn't fascinate me. Uh, the things I think because I I was rewatching it as well, so I was on. I was expecting something that I, you know, the first time you see it, yes, obviously your eyes are just like feasting at the screen because it is something that like maybe yeah had never happened before to this length to this budget to this production level so you know i switched off for for two and a half hours and i let you know i let my eyes and my and my brain just absorb all this fucking visual feast but upon rewatching it i'm just i don't care anymore i don't i don't give a fuck about what's going on i I don't care because the lead's not making me care. I don't care because the story is just generic and it's not particularly, you know, I, it doesn't, it doesn't serve. I mean, it, it, it serves a very generic purpose, um, but everything else is just there for being like, I feel like it's James Cameron's ego just going, ah, look what I can do with cinema. Um, and that's not how he talks, but I feel like that's just him being like, what else can I do to challenge my audience? And he did it. So props to him. You know, I'm not shitting on him either. That's he, he ticked it off. It's just, yeah, I think it's, it's not a rewatchable film. I don't think, but that's, that's me. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, in I want to circle back to that particular word rewatchable, mm -hmm. um, later on, but maybe we should just cover our initial thoughts. So Jabriel, what, what did you think? Mm um of avatar yeah i think i pre i i, I lean towards raf and maybe a little bit farther with um some of his opinions um i remember watching this in 2009 when i when it came out like with loads of family uh, with loads of family friends um i think we went to like the cafe in orchard and like we went as a huge group and because it was going to be a big thing you know it's avatar like we're all going to watch it it's going to be really good and i was disappointed then i remember being disappointed and that was like one of the first movies where i was disappointed um and so i had i didn't watch it since then so this is my second time watching it and i was not impressed <laughs> like other than like <laughs> there there are two things that i really liked it was very it was visually stunning yeah. and you can't deny that that it's a very beautiful film um and the sound design was spectacular mm. uh, those are like the two pretty much positive things that i have for this movie mm. um mm. then it go like i found the soundtrack to be very very boring 
Um, the story is quite unimaginative. Um, I, I wrote down half-baked themes of like capitalism or neo-colonialism, uh, neo spirituality, um, mm. fake environmentalism, like they're just throwing shit in there. Um, weird characters, like for example, Jake Sully, I found Zoe Saldana's character also kind of weird and the choices the character made was also very strange. Um, I, th mm. I found the sergeant guy, like the toy soldier oh, Stephen Lang. dude. Was, I hated that character. He was actually my favorite part of that movie. Oh, really? I hated it. Yeah, he was. I think like he was in the. He was the only one who knew what kind of movie he yeah, was in. Yeah, I um, think so. <laughs> he's like, this is a piece of crap, but a really expensive yeah. one. Let's live it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, a B movie, yeah, but just with a yeah. lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah Every line of his was basically ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, and then yeah i found some like loads of problematic shit in the in the movie as well like in terms of diversity um, all that shit and then yeah in my opinion the <laughs> blue people were way better than the humans so that's pretty much my like rundown i don't know there's i think okay mainly the problematic points i think we got to get into <laughs> yeah we got which okay. is like yeah. okay yeah ableism and diversity so Okay. All right. This is interesting. I, I did not see myself being in this position because usually, <laughs> I think usually when it comes to the more, I, I, I was about to say I'm usually one of the more positive people on the, oh, sorry, negative people on this podcast, but I don't know if that's true. I, I think generally I, I rank films a little bit higher than you guys. So maybe I am less discerning, but I definitely wasn't expecting to be the one defending this the <laughs> film because I was not, I, and I was not actually coming here prepared to say lots of positive things, but I feel like someone has to speak up in its defense a little bit and someone has to inject some life into this. So um, otherwise this is just going to become like a, <laughs> like a really drab, a really drab uh, like eye roll of a podcast. But um, like when I, uh, when I watched this movie, like when it, when it, fin when it ended, uh, when this movie ended, um, I, my first thought was thank God for Sigourney. Cause I thought, she was like the highlight of this movie. Okay, yeah, I well, loved her. Well, we, I think we can all agree Sigourney's fantastic. Oh, yeah. oh. So, um, um, okay, so here's my thoughts on it. So, yeah, I was dreading watching this film. I, I <laughs> frankly kind of like Titanic. I was like, I don't know why I'm spending three another three hours of my life watching a film that I've already seen that I've never planned on revisiting. I think I've seen it, and I, 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 I think I rewatched um, Avatar at like two a.m. at a long weekend in the countryside maybe five years ago and that was the first time I'd, i think i saw it twice in cinemas actually when it came out really liked it although you know acknowledging that there were some problems with the storytelling but i was just really immersed because i saw it in 3d and then i rewatched it a few years later and thought it was really boring um and i just you know didn't think i'd ever really find any reason to watch it again um but uh but yeah i, I you know i have to say maybe because my expectations were managed I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to do. I think it's way too long. Um, it definitely is way too long. And there were stretches of it where I thought, especially to, in the beginning, where I thought it could really um, speed up a little bit because we all know where the story is going. But there were some positive aspects. There were parts of the story where I was hooked. I think the uh, world building is really, really impressive. I think what, um, not just what he did technically, but what James Cameron did in terms of adding texture to this world of Pandora. Because I remember when he was uh, doing publicity for this film when he came out. The story was that he had been thinking about Pandora ever since he was driving trucks in the 70s and 80s. Like he had thought of this story when he was a young man. 
and had been dreaming about making this film for three plus decades. And I think that uh, on that front, it does show like the amount of detail he puts into Pandora it shows. And I, and I found it kind of nice to be sucked into that world. Um, uh, but you know, okay. So here's, here's what I think is the main problem with the film is that I, I mentioned that I quite enjoyed it when I first saw it in the cinema. And I think when you take this film out of the context of sitting in a cinema and watching it in 3d, it does lose something because James Cameron is still probably the only director who's really, in my opinion, fully successfully used the 3D technology. Because what's crucial about his use of 3D is that he's not just trying to fling stuff in your face the entire time. He's not playing, pulling you know, rabbits out of a hat and trying to make things go bump in the night. He's th his theory is that 3D is all about immersion. It's about mm -hmm. depth. It's about going further in. It's not about pushing I was, things in I was outwards just gonna say and that. into your face. I was just right. gonna say that. And oh. so, and so watching and so watching this film without that 3D element to it, without that additional dimension, I do think it's not going. It's 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 never going to be nearly as thrilling as when you watch it in how it was intended to be seen. And then when you are removing it from that aspect of it, that immersive aspect of it, then a lot of the shortcomings of the film are just laid bare for everyone to see. Exactly what you said, Raph. Like the the lead character is completely uninteresting. Sam Worthington's performance does nothing and it's a poorly written character on top of that all the characters in the films are largely thin characters stock archetypes and yet they're not having fun with it like archetypes can be enjoyable to watch if you know they're deployed in a fun entertaining way like and like i said i think stephen lank he was the only one who knew that what kind of film he was in uh the action i think there were aspects of it that were good but i think it's kind of weightless like we've talked about this before when you have a world that's completely visualized through computer technology and you get the sense that none of this was, was filmed on real stage with people you know performing these acts okay i know in a way it was because of performance capture but the the camera is suddenly feels like the camera's not there and so the action doesn't grip you in the way that say a film like the raid for example just pulling one example where those people were actually in that room you know grappling with one another and yeah, the storyline, it's, it's, it's not particularly imaginative. It is just Pocahontas. It is just Fern Gully. It is just Dances with Wolves. But at the same time, and okay, and it is problematic, but we can get into that later. But at the same time, I don't know, weirdly enough, I feel like story, the imagination in cinema has gone down, generally speaking, so much in mainstream storytelling in the 13 years since this film came out, that weirdly... This feels less offensive to me now than it did in 2009. Like, at least it's a, it's original IP. At least it's not another fucking Marvel origin story. Yeah. Like, I got to give that some credit. And yeah, and okay, I'm just ranting here a little bit now. But like, I think there are things to defend about this film. Yeah. That's all I'm no. going to say. No, 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 absolutely. Uh, I mean, I... That's a good point. It's still, it's, it still holds originality from what we now have, which has like pretty much painted the whole cinematic field of the 2010s which is yeah the marvel cinematic universe or every other universe that ever you know all studios have been trying to create whether that's star wars marvel dc you know you're seeing things copy and pasted upon cinema and you're seeing and you're watching the same kind of story at least with this yes it's a reoccurring theme reoccurring story reoccurring narrative but it's told in a whole brand new way so your eyes and your brain and and everything, all your senses are still tapped in. They're still, you're, you, they're still feeling something. Um, and I do have a good point with you know, the world building that you mentioned. Like, yes, I, I am taking, you know, 
I'm, I'm leaving my skid marks along this film, but I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm sorry, uh, audience. And that listeners. is a, a powerful. <laughs> that is, I know that's almost too powerful for me as well. Jesus. What have I just said? Um, the, I think because I, you know, I can, I, I like to consider myself spiritual. I like to consider myself, um, uh, someone that that does believe in our connection with the earth with the land that we're on uh pantheism yes i do believe in that pantheism gaia the idea absolutely. that everything Pan- in the natural world is connected to a root source yes absolutely um so there so there, there was something i latched onto with that idea and i don't know but part of me thought oh james cameron maybe he's also kind of this pagan kind of you know um director who does believe in all that and he's putting all what he cherishes about our planet into this film and it's kind of you know a cautionary tale which it also is um you know it's 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 history repeating itself um but yeah the connection that um the navi people have with the land and all living things uh that lovely sense of spirituality that's tapped into the film though it may be basic and it doesn't go into the layers it's still a very nice theme to have and it it did comfort me uh that's the only thing that i really looked into and really wanted to investigate more which you know perhaps he's gonna tap into that a whole lot more when we go into like the fucking next four avatars that we're gonna have this year and until fucking 2025 or whatever um but that there was that. So the that that was my the real interest is the creation of 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 Pandora, um, the mythology, the Navi people, the community, and and their yeah their culture with 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 the land they're on. Um, and then when it went to the human sto- side of the story, I was like, eh, don't care. Unless you give me Stephen Lang saying giving out his his beautiful big speech, which I think I wrote a line here. Uh, yeah, out there beyond I, that I fence, every living thing that crawls, flies, or squats in the mud wants to kill you and eat your ass for jujubes. I've been thinking about that line for 10 years. What is a jujube? <laughs> That's what I know. What is a jujube? <laughs> right? It's, it sounds great, though. It sounds delightful. Yeah. Uh, and I love And I love how he starts, dude. He's like, you're not in Kansas anymore. You are on Pandora, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I love. I like. Uh, I like that. I like that. There's one lo- one bit where he actually says what is a line that I think six years before this film came out, Team America lampooned yes. because it's so stereotypical. Which is the end. Oh wait, no, it's not. Sorry, it's it's Sully, but he says the enemy's not here. The enemy's out there, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> out there, out there man. Uh, uh, as head of security, it is my job to keep you alive. I will not succeed. Not with all of you. I love that speech. That's that introduction to that character. I was like, heck yes. This this is a man like you said, Ollie, who knows exactly what he's doing, which movie he's in, what script he's been handled. <laughs> like yes, whereas Sam Worthington gets his script and he's like, uh, what? What do I? Um. Do you guys think that Sam Worthington has some incriminating photos of James Cameron somewhere? <laughs> yeah, yeah, how did he, how else how did did he, get he this land this? How? Honestly, how the fuck did he land this job? How the fuck? And who was in line? Who was in line to, to the throne? Who, like, who the fuck was, sh- like, the shortlist? Ooh, we should have done some half ass research into that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, Jabril, talk, and I'll do the research. Um... 
yeah so where do i start um yeah you guys were definitely talking about like the special effects and stuff and i can imagine it being a better experience if it wasn't 3d i think i did watch it in 3d the first time around but yeah it just seems so flat like it does it does still look very good and the fact that this is from 2009 i, th I don't think there was anything like this at the time so um it was it was beautiful like i really liked how vibrant the colors were and like how with the sound design it really kind of felt like a little bit alien you know some of the sounds were mm. just like a little bit like ooh, what is that and like some of the uh the flora is that would that be the word the flora the flora and fauna yes like the plants and stuff mm. that was uh i really liked how all of that looked like it was really beautiful um and i just yeah the sound design was crisp you know um it yeah i really like that it was really good it that really kept me like watching i really didn't want to get into the plot because for like for the longest time i just didn't enjoy it so i was just like you know what i'm just gonna view this masterpiece this visual masterpiece and ignore all the weird shit going on because like i just felt like everything was just so thin and half-baked like it was just so boring <laughs> like it was really boring and even with this shitty soundtrack it was just so boring like like the spirituality thing i wish they got into well, that hold a little up. bit more like that you don't like leona so lewis Fuck Leona Lewis, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you don't like? <laughs> and it, it wasn't it a ripoff of ahead. just of Celine, of you know, of what we had in Titanic. I think they were yeah. trying to make a. It sounded like yeah, Celine they were trying Dion. to make another. My heart will yeah, go yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, that was just so bad. I totally even I forgot about that whole song. Mm. Oh, that was so bad. But yeah, like the spirituality thing. Like I wish they got into it a little bit more and explained their connection because there was a bit of like, oh, we don't kill these animals. But no, these ones we will fight and like use them as our like animals and we're going to have like our dominion over them. Yeah. And then there's like other aspects where they're like, no, we are all one as creatures of this planet. Mm -hmm. Like the contradiction was a little bit confusing to me. I didn't like that. And it was something that I didn't notice the first time around. But now I noticed it after watching. And then... Like the, even just the reason why people were there, like the humans were trying to go there, it kind of, like that whole neo colonialism, they could have made it a little bit better. And they could have like linked the characters a little bit better. It just seemed like James had like a bunch of like ideas and characters in a hat. It's kind of, it was kind of like a writing exercise. And he pulled out a random like things and he's like, okay, this is the plot and these are the characters and then he like put a bunch of post-its on the wall and like made this random ass mm. yeah there story. is a there yeah. is like a there is a, a logical um chink in the chain as it were yeah. yeah when you actually examine the plot so their plan is is that if they ingratiate if they if they take on the avatars of of this race of mm -hmm. this alien species or this foreign species yeah. and ingratiate with them and get to know them uh, they will somehow um, familiarize the, each with one another and they will diplomatically agree to leave behind this land right. so that the humans can mine mm -hmm. this unobtainium, which is a great name for it, by it, the way. <laughs> Does it make sense? Why do they what need they, to be... Why do they, why do they need to look like Navi to sort of... Um, to to yeah. bond with this species? Because the, the I, from what I understand, I, I was a little like bit confused. Do the Navi just existed. think that they're a different... 
Yeah, do they just think that they're like Navi from a different part of the planet then? Mm. What is that, that don't speak their original language? But then they also it, say, it did never get into that. But they also say like um you you guys are You're like s- bodies without souls or something like that. Like they know demons. that they're avatars. Yeah, are yeah, demons. Well, they only seem to know that they only seem to clarify that they do know that when um Jake Sully's character and Sigourney Weaver's character suddenly faint. Yeah. Yeah. They've been taken out of the yeah. Avatar program. Yeah, didn't, right, didn't right, they right, know yeah. already? Because that, 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 yeah. they, they, they had no, schools they, implemented and... and... Mm-hmm. No, they just, they had a, they called them sky people. Sky yes. people, yeah. But, 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 but why couldn't they have done that as humans wearing masks? Exactly. Right, you know, wearing those, those, um... Probably, yeah, it's probably... Those breathing apparatus. Because of the human ego, it's probably too daunting to look at someone, you know, looking up with, with your neck, you know, scrunched up like so. that. It's probably, like, demeaning to a human, especially to the military who have to, <laughs> you know... That's why Skype yeah. people who have to look down on you, who have to, you have to look up to them. Anyways, there's probably a whole complex with yeah. that. The thing I was, you know, that, that lacked any any sort of regard as okay so this script is purely exposition let's let's be honest mm-hmm. like especially when you're in the human story it's very much like this is what we're doing and this is why we're doing it um conversation com- but it's not a conversation you're just basically just laying out the plot within the conversation so it felt very it felt plastic it felt it felt um unoriginal in the sense that like these are not you know this is not actual an actual conversation this is just exposition so when um oh and i just forgot his name who's actually a great uh giovanni uh giovanni Giovanni rubisi who plays parker selfridge um explains you know you want to know why we're here um and he goes as oh. if he, as if they hadn't been talking about this yeah. for like ten years. <laughs> right? or exactly. You want to know why we're here? Because you don't know, right? You have no clue why we're here. Even though we've been working on this program together for like yeah, yeah, yeah for, like for a decade. Years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I probably like there's no sense of relationship, which is weird because he's he can exactly. do it. He he did it in Aliens. He did it with that camaraderie of that like you know the Marines bonding yeah, together. So there is yeah. no. So this was very much like James Cameron maybe really didn't care that much about the whole story uh, you know the yeah. whole human story of it and just wanted to really just have us um relish in the individual aspect so when he goes when when giovanni goes to say this is unobtainium you know what it does you know what you know how much money we can make okay with his pain <laughs> always popping out because he's always like talking really intensely um this can make us trillions of dollars okay um and and that's it there's just there's just that's it trillions of dollars like couldn't it go deeper in the sense like this is actually like our salvation like couldn't it that would have been i mean they they hint they hinted it they hint that they're they're um that you know that earth is a dying planet they say it then at the end so that's that's my main issue is that like there were so many of these little hints just sprinkled all over this movie where like they could have could picked at least like maybe three of them and just delved a little bit deeper. Yeah. Like it's maybe they actually expected the avatar sequels to come out. Like when they originally wanted them to come out like ages ago or whatever. I but... don't know when they expected them to come I, out. To I, I don't think they, I don't think they were expecting that no. either. Cause otherwise well, this film would have been like every other blockbuster that comes out today where the ending was clearly hinting towards a yeah. sequel. And one of the things I liked about this film that it, was that it didn't feel the need to leave it open for a se- I mean, obviously, they because it was very successful, they've decided to make sequels. Right. But 
but the story felt quite contained. Also, it felt like it closed out its loop. I, I, I have I have reports of what James Cameron of the Running Order and who Sam Worthington was competing against. It's just a big, you know. It's it's four it's four big ass names: uh, Matt Damon, Jake Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. wow. Shannon Tatum, and Chris okay. Evans were all in the front line. Um, well, Chris Evans had Captain America. Yes, so I would have Captain why. America. Uh, J- Who was the others? Jake Gyllenhaal, Matt Damon, and Shannon Tatum. I would have loved to see. I'm surprised. Shannon I'm surprised Tatum. Matt Matt Damon was in the running because all those names. I mean, Sam Worthington was obviously the the biggest unknown, yeah. but. The, the other guys were still sort of yeah. on their way coming up. But Matt Damon was like Huge. Jason Bourne yeah. at yeah. that point. Yeah. And was in Ocean's Eleven. Oh, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. was pretty big as well. Like, I'd say he was maybe yeah, yeah, the that's second true. He would have been in, name he, out of that. He would have been in Brokeback Mountain yeah. only a few years before. Yep. To be fair, he did have a masterpiece already in the works at that point. Prince of Persia. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he, he was... I think he made the right choice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with his uh, with his mint British accent, um, yeah, and 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 I I know you said that the sound um, like you 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 applaud the the sound design. Um, I I want I, I yes to some extent. I I very much thought it was impressive. Like anything technically, you know, on a technical aspect is you know is to be is to praise. I think for this film, but. Apart from when it came out of the animals' fucking mouths and and when the animals made noises, because that was literally Jurassic Park. It sounded like Jurassic Park, and I believe it was because it says here most of the animal noises heard in the movie are recycled dinosaur noises yeah. from Jurassic Park. So I'm like, why is that rhinoceros or whatever it is sounding like a T Rex? Like why? Yeah, for sure. I mean, for sure. What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I actually thought though that um, uh, those those like um, jungle dog type creatures, the, the yeah. wolves, the ones that almost prey and kill, that are Jake trying to Sully. prey on uh, Jake Sully. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. When he first meets, um, what's the name of the female lead? Uh, so is Aldana. Oh, but you mean the character? Yeah, That's the actress. Nateri. Yeah, yeah, the character. Natiri. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I thought they actually just sound like they really recorded dogs. So yeah. when. Mm. They made the sounds of the dogs being in distress, you know, like when he when he beats one of them away with that flaming stick and yeah. the dog whimpers. I thought yeah. I actually got because you're right. It was really good sound design. It felt very authentic. I I actually thought in that moment, like, God, I hope they didn't actually abuse a dog yeah. with that sound effect. Um, but yeah, maybe it was just a, a recycled Foley track. So here's a question. Possibly, yeah. Here's a question. Um, and this uh, this involves our, our good old Sam Worthington actor. Um so James Cameron, uh, he wanted to, ca- he basically cast, made his decision, his casting decision to put Sam Worthington in the role of Jake Sully because it would, um, and to, to, to have an unknown actor, because it would give a real quality, uh, a sort of guy that you'd want to have a beer with. Would you want to have a beer with Sam this is this is i quote because it would give the character a real quality the kind of guy you'd want to have a beer with who ultimately becomes the leader who transforms a whole world now Uh, now would you want to have a beer with sam worthington i think like that quote like a guy you want to have a beer with is usually like just thrown out there when people ask about boring people 
and have no, no one I has think it's anything like, it's to often, say. It's often like uh, used when you're describing a political candidate. As well. Yeah, mm. like he's like also you want to have a beer yeah. with. Him. Yeah, he's affable. He's an affable man. But uh, I was okay. In answer to your question, do I want to have a beer with Jake Sully? No, he seems like kind of a tough hand yeah. to be honest. But um, but, uh, but but Sam Worthington, he's Aussie, yeah, so I feel I like would... he he'd be down. He'd be down to clown with a few Fosters. True, true. Up for it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, he'd be down to, you know, he'd, he'd be up to some cookery. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Jake Sully is like, oh, that guy's, he'd probably want to beat yeah. me up or something. <laughs> tough, tough egg. Yeah. <laughs> like he does, like he does in the extended version out of nowhere. Just like, that's how he shows his good guy qualities. He's just like. But you know, maybe James Cameron is not completely not onto something there. So. We're all talking about how unexpressive and unilluminating Sam Worthington's performance in this is, but he is meant to be like a, he's meant to be quote unquote, for lack of a better word, quite a simple character. He's not meant to be particularly smart at first. People are always putting him down just because they think of him as another dumb Marine. And yeah, I, I guess if you had Matt Damon playing that role, or if you had Jake Gyllenhaal, would they just communicate too much intelligence yeah. through their eyes? They'd be too inspiring. Would they just seem like already exactly mm. like already like they're the special type of people that you would expect to assume leadership that's roles. true that's true yeah no i'm no there's obviously like a a wise casting decision from james cameron i'm, I'm sure he's he's put, put a lot of thought and just didn't go oh hey, sam you want to get out of your car and uh, i don't know why james cameron's destroying it all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you want to get out of your car and you know grab a couple of brewskis and talk about this role with me mate um but yeah no it's it's uh Again, it's 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 probably uh, a very wise choice. Um, but 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 can we talk about the supporting cast? Because I think I think for me that there, there was some standouts, um, and it, and it, and it's something else, you know, to to watch performance that's purely rendered in an imagination, you know, imaginative world, than watching it in you know purely real and physical world. So, did you enjoy the? Um, do you enjoy the performances more on the Navi side or more on the on the human side? Um, for me, definitely the Navi side, one hundred percent, or anyone that was blue, mm. you know, for the most part, um, except Jake Sully. <laughs> Jake um, Sully. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just so hard to get past the fact that they made all the POC characters blue and all yeah. the humans white, expecting like the future uh, of humanity uh, is white. Like, see, like, I when I started s- watching the movie, I was just like, I can't get past this. Mm. This is already one uh, yeah. thing where I was like, oh, shit. Halas. It was more just also that the, um, all the Navi had clear parallels to, like, African or indigenous tribes yeah. in the yeah. way they dressed. Uh, a lot of the characters had dreadlocks, for example, mm-hmm. what seemed to mm. resemble dreadlocks. Yeah, or and like the And you can see what he's going there for because he's really trying to hammer home the theme that I don't think he's trying to suggest that the future of hum- mankind is white. But that the face of whatever destructive part of mankind is white. Still white. The people who are out there plundering, yeah, that is plundering other people's planets. That is completely on the wrong side are white, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's meant to be a parallel for like, yeah, uh, what's ha- what was happening in the rainforest then, and what is continuing to happen in the rainforest yeah. now yeah. with indigenous tribes and deforestation. Yeah. But um, it did. I I I am with you, Jibril. It, it yeah. when you see those parallels on screen, I'm not. Um, Equip, I'm not well equipped enough to sort of wade into this debate or to this conversation in any sort of meaningful way. Mm-hmm. But um, it did make me, I thought that seemed a little bit uncomfortable. There was a lot of uncomfortable parts. Yeah. Mm. Like even just the way they made the Navi seem like 
more primitive, you know, even though they kind of, they made them definitely like the heroes of the movie, but they still made them look primitive and like barbaric in a certain way in comparison to humans, you know, like this movie was made in 2009. Mm. This is not a movie from the nineties or the eighties or the seventies. Like diversity was already a main issue and a main talking point in the time of 2009, 10 or whatever. And both times there's diversity in this movie. So let's say um, Jake Sully as a paraplegic mm. and na- the Navi as like maybe P- like even for the POC actors, like it's a disservice to the, of like it's a disservice to them to make them blue. It's not fair. Like in that way, it's also kind of by the way. Up. Sorry, one of the crucial supporting characters is a POC though. There's two. There's and the it's, sorry, it's not Navi. There's and the, there's Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, Michelle yeah. Rodriguez. And then there's the doctor, the, the, um, yeah. what's his name? The Indian doctor, the, the South Indian, Asian the South doctor. Asian doctor. Yeah. yeah. But they were two side characters. Like, yeah. 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 No, I, I get that distinction. And, and there was a lot of, um, a lot of the Navi, uh, characters were played by indigenous people, I believe, including the, mm-hmm. the, the, the chief of, of that tribe yeah. that they're in, um, mm-hmm. at West, West study, who's a kind of a, you know, prolific, uh, big name actor and then we have Moat. Oh, yeah. um yeah it, it it's an interesting call uh maybe it would have been more they would have put they would have put more layers of complexity if on both sides you know there was yeah. a range of of mm-hmm. uh if, if it diversified a little more um because now that he's clearly yeah. going for something where it's like you know kind of black and white in that in that sense of like in its layers of like this is that and this is this and i think again that's probably um a tool to bring in more audience members because if you if you make it too complex maybe there's less of a revenue to be had right mm-hmm. i think that's what this um unfortunately uh cinema is right cinema can be this thing where great movies with great complexion great layers and great cinematic you know stories um tend to tend to fail at the box office because it probably has too much of that Whereas maybe duller, more simplified and more generic movies with that same kind of deal and that same kind of scope tend to do more because they are they are simplified and that and that lures in maybe more audience members because they, they want a form of escapism that's not drilled in with like complexity and 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 detail and almost realness right if it's too real maybe that the audience is too scared because it's it's too it's too stark it's too much of a reality whereas if they're given something a bit more simple it's like it's like it's like it's like you know bottle feeding almost you have to kind of subdue your audience and being like hey this is the world come on in don't be scared and i think that's what avatar was maybe we switched off in 2009 we all suddenly just fucking switched off and decided let's all get bottle fed by james cameron's cinematic vision and and watch this and then report back and being like, but wait a minute. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think just, like the, th- yeah. The, 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 I think the problem, no, no, it's all right. I think the, the problem with the, the themes or as, as they were such as they are, sorry, of this film is that a lot of it just seems kind of, um, hypocritical, yeah. right? And- so it's a story about, so for example, it's a story about pacifism, but it that climax completely hinges on an epic military battle sequence. Yeah. It's about the evils of colonialism, but is made by a, a a crew executive crew of white people 
and stars mostly white people and westerners and features um the savior a is white, a white person, a white person. who mm-hmm. completely assimilate yeah. who assimilates himself into this tribe and essentially becomes their leader yeah. within yeah. like three months i suppose yeah. and you know it's a story about the evils of capitalism yet this film has was a money-making machine and has been used as a springboard for an entire fine uh you know, uh, what's it called franchise with four sequels, and they're opening like a Pandora world or something, or maybe they already have. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 um, it's beset full of 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 hypocrisy, um, and that whole white man hero complex, uh, you know, the the white savior complex. Yeah, we don't we don't do that. We can't do that. Anymore. Like no n- nowhere could we do that, and nowhere can we do that in this day and age. Um, because it's it's just wrong it's just it's and yeah. and, and, it, and 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 it's and it's something that we are still feeding an audience of uh to, to tell them like and to, to believe in something that's that's wrong um mm. so it is selling kind of a a woeful wrong image um to a mass audience that has repeatedly watched this film in order to make those huge numbers that it made so yeah, there is there is definitely something wrong yeah. with this with this movie. Like one yeah. more thing to add actually. I think the maybe this is a choice for having like a a white person be the main character was the fact that he was a paraplegic. But then my issue with that is the fact that the character yeah. the, himself a, is only happy like when he's not It's in an ableist it's an ableist story that yeah. that is a dement but the thing is that that was something I was thinking about when I watched it too. But that conversation wasn't in the mainstream though in mm. 2009. Mm. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that that excuse that excuses this film necessarily. Yeah. But these conversations that we're having at the moment about uh, the conversation around what is a disability and what not, what isn't, um, and how we look at it and what our perspective on it has changed. You mm. know, like you have a look at film like a film like Sound of Metal, yeah. which I think you've seen, Raf, yes. and and that was really eye opening for me because that was um, shed a light on a community which I didn't know existed, which yeah. is a community that believes for, in this instance, deafness should not yeah. be seen as a defect or a disability. Mm. It's just simply another way of being. It's part of who yeah, they it's are. Another way of and being I think human. nowadays, exactly. And I think that nowadays there's probably a lot of people who, if they have paraplegic, if they're paraplegic, for example, or they have some other kind of physical um, disability, extensive, exactly <laughs> extensive um, paralysis in their body. They would not, they would prefer not to see themselves as people who would be happy or more content mm. if they did have full use of those parts of their body, which have been paralyzed. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it, it, <clears throat> it probably uses that. Um, it probably uses that um, to benefit on, on Jake Sully as a character to give him more sympathy, to give him more uh, maybe likability. Cause you're saying, Oh, how can he, you know, be this, leader that changes a whole world but you know look where he started and look where he is now um it's it's a it's a yeah again it's a wrong string to pull at um and it's it's a very uh almost manipulative um trope or trick to use um to yeah to again lawless to a to a to a more plain and a more simplified narrative that is just yeah it doesn't it doesn't work anymore now you know, after rewatching it, do you only enter, you know, I am, I, I wouldn't have this conversation back in 2009 because not, not only was I younger and more naive and less, you know, 
less traveled and less cultured, <clears throat> but also I didn't know of the cinematic tricks that a director can pull or that a you know a whole production can pull. Um, but but it's you know after rewatch and after growing and after you know learning, there is definitely yeah there's definitely those those moments that you do see and that are revealed more clearly to you about ableism ableism and and the the wrongful kind of um ideas of colonialism or cast or uh, casting actors um in in these parts and yeah now now it's nice to have to be able to have this conversation and to, to reveal avatar for what it is definitely yeah 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 well i did want to mention i did want to mention one other thing but i feel like we've probably already gone a bit too long so should we get to questions yeah why not yeah sure why not let's do questions then let's okay head cool. to the questions so so oh do you want to no please raf no this is your movie I, I, I'm, I'm i'm completely stepping on your no, line no, no, that's cool man juice. that's cool i will just eat you for jujubes later um <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean um so favorite scene do we have one um all right uh yeah, I mean I've I've got one. Um, just just like shout it. It'll be open. It'll be like an open call question. <sighs> Navi sex. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually didn't mind that scene. That was actually really nice. Awkward. I thought I didn't mind it either. I thought like at least that's a bit of weirdness brought into this slightly bland story. Yeah. But um, anyway, uh, even though you do have like questions of interspecies, interspecies bestiality, perhaps interspecies sex I, yeah. I don't know what the term is there but anyway um i would call I, I i don't know what else to call the scene other than the bonding with the ikran scene or what they call the banshees oh, yeah. mm. um but the whole sequence not just when they um when he he's he chosen by the ikran and they start flying because i, I do think the flying sequences of the film are pretty cool mm. um but you've got their whole climb up to the top and I thought Jabril would actually, you know, um, <laughs> big fan of that. Admire this as a climber because I thought the scenes when you watch them sort of going up those long, extensive vines along those floating rocks was was really cool. And even though, yeah. of course, this is all just sort of CGI it's not real, nonsense, man. It felt it, it it felt very physical to me. Mm. And um, like I said, I think the flying sequence, the aerial sequences in this film are genuinely thrilling, mm. in my opinion. So yeah, that's my favorite nice. scene. Jabril. Um, to go with the climbing thing, <laughs> it reminded me a lot of uh Smeagol. So like I couldn't handle it. Like it reminded me of like Gollum, mm. like climbing up walls yeah. in Lord of the Rings. So I was just like, eh. kind of looks too CGI. Mm. Um, but yeah, my favorite scene. I think it was a scene where, um, he's in the like you know there was like those twisty flowers that like went oh, back yeah. in. And then it reveals that rhino thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That, yeah, that was really cool. Because he's like, "Whoa, yeah. yeah!" It was so cool, and the sound design was just amazing. I really liked that. Yeah. So yeah, that that that's that's probably my favorite scene. Probably the dance, yeah. dance revolution. Run, don't run. What well. do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> run, definitely run. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, cool. Yeah, good, good scenes, good scenes. I guess. Um, mine i guess is um, i'm like i had a hard time i was like favorite scene I, I, I don't i don't think i had one um but uh the fallen tree i would call it uh when they came to destroy um that community's home and this this huge behemoth 
of a tree comes crashing down. I don't know. That was it, it pulled at my heartstring a little bit because I was like, oh yeah, I don't I don't like to see fallen trees. So and it started with the leaves and there was a moment of pause and and then the cracks happen and then you just see this whole it's beautiful yeah. One thing I did yeah, one thing I did notice on this rewatch though is that this story kind of hinges on the importance of not just one. But two trees. Yeah, <laughs> they have two special trees. Two special trees. They have their home tree. It's like that's destroyed, but it's like no, 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 no. They do also have this other like sacred tree. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. How many giant sacred trees do you guys need? It's a oh, big planet. It's a big planet. All kinds. All kinds of trees. Yeah. All right. Uh, next trees. up, favorite performance. I'll go first. And I will say, I want to, I want to say a quote Damn from you, this Red. man. I don't know. I, what else can I say from this man? If you wish to survive, you need to cultivate a strong mental aptitude. You got to obey the rules. Pandora rules. Um, yeah, Stephen Lang. <laughs> Stephen Lang, man, that guy. I went and like, there were just badass moments where I was like, man, this, this, yeah, he, he is the one who stands out because he's like, give me a script. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Uh, he, there was one moment, uh, which I, I think was my second favorite scene, is when they escaped via the helicopter or via that, you know, copter kind of looking thing um, mm -hmm. with Michelle Rodriguez when they kind of escape um, a prison. Uh, and he's like, doors! And he goes outside, the door <laughs> opens, and he's like holding his breath and still like shooting this, first shooting yeah. the machine gun. He runs yeah, out of ammo, yeah. he whips out this huge desert eagle with like two scopes, I don't know what the mm. hell that thing was. Shoots it, shoots it, shoots it, and like still holding his breath, and then the guy comes and he puts on his mask and then he breathes. And I thought, I was like, that's badass, that's badass. Oh I mean, you're, that, there's, there's another badass scene. He's literally, in, he's in a, in a, yeah, some sort of helicopter that's plummeting out of the yes. sky and is on the verge of exploding. And his thing is, I'll just, you know, strap myself into the exo robot yes. thing. And then I'll just, like, spring myself out of it while it's exploding. Yes. That's how I'm going to get myself that, out of this That space. guy had truly <laughs> the most badass moments. Or even, like, when he ejects the uh, the windshield from that exo-robotic, whatever it's called. Yeah. And then puts on the mask and he's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I want to look I, you in the eyes. Yeah, yeah I, I was that. like, yeah. this guy has the best lines, the best moments. He was actually... Also, he's like, he's like he looks like he's 60, but he's But, dude, he fuck. is, like, shredded. <laughs> the man is, like, his whole arm is my body. Body. I was like Jesus, <laughs> and he has some good. Mo and he has another scene where he um, talks to Sully about making a deal with him. You know, you you do that for me, and I'll see about getting your legs back. Um, and and he goes and climbs uh, his exo suit, and he gives a little boxing thing. I thought that scene was actually pretty impressively done too. Uh, anyway, Stephen Lang, my man. <laughs> What's what are y'all's? Jabu. I'll go with Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. I think she was really good. Yeah, yeah. You know, solid performance. She actually played her character really well on the human side mm -hmm. and the Navi side. Um, she had, like, a purpose to be there. Yeah. There was, like, history between her and the characters in Navi. Like, she was the – like, if the movie was about her, oh, yeah. please, I would watch it oh, yeah. 100% and over and over again. Mm. This movie right here, I don't think I'll ever watch it ever again. <laughs> Yeah, and she loves a good. So she loves a good cigarette too. There's something wrong yeah. with this picture. Yeah, yeah so good. Loves yeah. a good cigarette. 
I do love the um, awkward line reading, though. You know when Jake Sully first um, enters his avatar body and goes outside? Mm. Oh, yeah. And he meets her, and she's like, hey, numbnuts. <laughs> <Think fast." laughs> and throws him. <laughs> Whoa. What is that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's um, yours, Ollie? Uh, so I'm going to adjust something I said before. When I said that Stephen Lang is the only person who knows what film he's in, um, that is correct. There is also someone else, and that is Giovanni Ribisi. <laughs> I love him in this movie. I love. I mean, I love Giovanni Ribisi as an actor. Anyway, yeah. um, I always find him really entertaining, and his character gets one of my favorite character intros, like cliched character yes. intros of any. Which is the playing. they go into like the, the corporate yeah. office and he's playing golf, like, and he's just doing like <laughs> when he looks up while he's doing his swing, like playing the um like putting the golf yeah, ball yeah. into the into the mug i love whenever whenever any character is introduced that way it's just oh, i love it it's so like much. um it's, <laughs> they always it, say something yeah. like uh playing nine holes with michael jordan on sunday yeah, you know, yeah. like <laughs> it's like it's like yeah, yeah, they've yeah. plucked out 80s characters or tropes and put it in this 2009 film um, yeah but yeah no ollie please yeah go, go like no no it's like it's like when james cameron said so i started writing this in my head in the yeah. 80s and i'm like yeah dog it can yeah we can tell from the script <laughs> yeah yeah but i want to um, know why we're yeah, here so <laughs> yeah i love the love no i love his bit when um sigourney weaver's character starts explaining about her theory mm. that the trees are all talking mm. to one another and then it cuts his face he's like what you have you guys been smoking? smoking yeah. <laughs> what the hell have you guys been smoking guys out been there? Sm- I mean, they're just trees. <laughs> Love it. It's like you've um, never seen them before. Um, and actually, so yeah. shout out to the mycelium network, which is a way that trees communicate. Like, actually, it's a real yeah. thing. It's a real I thing. Yeah. Um, they communicate through like fungi or something, like fungus. Mm. Or some like yep. network, yeah. But yeah, if you're interested in that, check it out. It's a really cool little thing. It's always like it's such a podcast topic too. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah. they're scene. making a movie about the woman who oh shit popular who advanced that theory. Oh yeah. shit, very yeah. cool. Um, it's called Avatar yeah. Two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, um, that's awesome. I really like that, and it's def- that was definitely in the movie, right? Uh, that mm. whole communication and connection with the land. Um, okay, what's age Age the best? The best. Yeah. Um visual effects. Yeah. Like I mean the the special effects, like just how it looks, I think mm. that's probably what age the best. And I think the world yeah. like mm. it, it's very buildable. Yeah. Like you can build upon that world yeah. and, and like it with completely different characters and stuff. Very, yeah. very minecraftable. Yeah. Mm. Great. Hmm. Ollie, what about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, my answer pretty much overlaps with Jabril. Mm-hmm. The world of Pandora. I think I said that at the beginning. Yeah. I think it it um has stood the test of time, at least for the past mm-hmm. thirteen years or whatever. Yeah. And it's a it's not not a terrible place to spend. Um, admittedly, a long time, three hours. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. What about yeah, you? Same. I think the Navi mythology and spirituality is is what I enjoyed the most upon this on this review or rewatch um it was what kept me there uh didn't care about anything else unless it's Stephen lang speaking it um and yeah i think what age the worst i'll go first because i have to get this out of the way sam worthington i 
I don't I, I, I don't know how you can have a lead. I mean, I because I know we're gonna tap into what's aged the worst in terms of like um casting, ableism and and the colonial theme that's that's attached to it. Or maybe the colonial theme is not what aged the worst, but the kind of the, the topics that we talked about earlier on. Definitely. Those things are obviously have aged the worst. Um so I you know I'll grab onto those and I'll I'll put Sam Worthington in that pile. <laughs> yeah. I feel I feel like we 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 made this question as like a way to cuz we always used to say like the problematic points always age the worst and for sure. Yeah. Like I think that goes without saying. And then this question was like but what else? Yeah. What else worst? is yeah, what else yeah. has aged the worst? So like I guess what else is Sam Worthington and for me the score Okay. I think yeah. the score was really bad. Yeah. And doesn't like last. He he tried to do this like mix of Titanic with every other kind of movie plus like a little bit of like electronic stuff. Yeah. Just, Didn't work. Just wasn't feeling it. That's a no yeah. for me, dog. No. It's a no for me, dog. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. We're going on to what's aged the worst, and we're kind of throwing in the pile of fire, which is everything we kind of discussed, which was all those nasty tropes and cinematic techniques and casting and ableism and, and, um, and we've, we've, we've thrown in that pile, Sam Worthington and the score. Uh, Oh yeah. 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 um, Yeah, yeah. And anything you want to kind of add on to the fire? Yeah. So just for the listeners, I stepped away for a second there. Um, because I thought there might be a rubber in my house. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that noise. Yeah. Did you hear it too? Yeah. That was the sound of fear, right. and that was I, the look of fear from your eyes. I know, and I could feel like a vibration under my feet as well. So it sounded like someone was in the flat. Um, but yeah, no, no, I, I, I caught what you guys said. Um, uh, yeah, I would just add the, I guess, for lack of a better term, the white savior line, yeah. storyline. Yeah. Um, just the idea that uh, if you know that this character ingratiates himself into this clan and then becomes their leader mm. super quickly. Mm. I mean, the story's meant to be positioning the navi as the heroes mm. yet it makes them completely subjugate to this outside mm-hmm. person i think we've just hopefully we've evolved beyond that so we won't see those kinds of stories well i mean being told i'm again. guessing he's still going to be the kind of that their clan leader for the next sequels so that that won't evolve whatsoever um because technically he's still of the other world and it's not that they can't bridge you know it's not like they both worlds can't marry and can't you know find um unity but that story yeah can't be told put put simply Mm -hmm. yeah that white savior story can't be told um so moving on to the mystery question um what what would you do would you choose to travel do the six year, I believe, travel in cryosleep or whatever it's called to journey to Pandora to live there for four years and be hollered at by Stephen Lang because you'd probably be a military personnel unless you're lucky to be a scientist? Or would you choose to stay on Earth? What would you do? What would you choose? Mm. Dying planet mm. or a new home where it's scary and you could die any day because, you know put out in the field bada beam bada boom anything can kill you by me page bad juge blaze or whatever it's called <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's it's such a hypothetical situation we didn't really see much of what planet earth was like at this point i mean we can imagine it's bad i mean if it's worse than what 
it's there kind are, of like it, it's there are some shit. clips there are, you know there's some some sh- some of it is shown on the extended version um yeah you see him watching like 90s soccer for some yeah reason. 90s soccer <laughs> in a very in a there. very like 80s bar uh like in the hard rock cafe in the hard rock cafe <laughs> there is one moment where he is wheeling himself um across uh across the street and then you can see like the I guess the the vastness of 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 this world of this dying earth uh with every you know with like thousands upon thousands of humans trying to go across this this road mm-hmm. uh wearing masks uh looking uh somewhat either bionic or having kind of like a bionic self like either an arm or a leg so it could be that there's war too um so there was like subtle little hints you can see just from mm-hmm. that one image but um yeah it's a very uh you got you, you got a lot more out of that than i, I did I just yeah i had to straight. i had to i i mean i thought i thought it looked like kind of a cool like blade Runner. yeah right movie. and i i assume like you don't you, the whole there could be for all we know there could be another part of the world where it's just like green no forest, well but i anyway, think yeah. i think that's what that's uh, that's what it was trying to sell us it was this cyberpunk kind of world where it's sure you know, sure sure uh the corporations are thriving and they're the ones you know uh going off world to exploit other planets and the humans are there you know left to 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 their own devices and it's probably looks overpopulated we have probably because you know sam worthington didn't mention we have killed our mother blah 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 um Mm. so there was i because i looked everywhere else but his face to find um spectacular Hmm. um so what yeah i what would it be boys in 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 if i were in the avatar world I'd, I'd probably go i don't know if i my i have my family and friends like i do now but i i do have this conversation a lot about would would i go to space and explore the outer reaches and see what no man has seen yeah um but knowing that i couldn't come back I've seen things. or that i would lose like 30 years of my life i've yeah. seen things yeah. people wouldn't believe <laughs> you come back and give me that speech i'd be i'd be the one tracking yeah. you down because i'm like damn it he's an android um i would go i would go yeah i love that shit yeah i could the, see that's, you there that's the star trek that's the star trek boy in me yeah like the little trucky boy it's like to go where no one has gone before yeah yeah you know absolutely fucking love it yeah space the final final yeah i think i think i would go as well this i mean it's hard i'd probably throw up and have a panic attack as we are launching off to go to this planet so they'd have to like sedate me or something yeah you're in a cryogenic but like are you are you in space and then you go to your bed chamber to sleep for the six years or do you start sleeping on Earth? you know like there's all these questions right because i i I, you know as you guys know i have a a huge aversion for flying and a huge fear Mm. for flying so putting me into a rocket to go in space i can't think of a bigger scare in my life um but by this point maybe the technology is is you know is is adequate enough to to do that or what if like what happens with the the space accidents of like you know suddenly we're stranded in space or like you know like we don't go to the proper destination we're kind of off course or like there's a problem with our ship so many things can happen it's six years anyways i have so many questions Mm. but i would go but i probably wouldn't survive Mm. yeah all right all right so let's give, let's give this movie a rating, y'all. 
Jabril. I'm gonna let you guys go uh, to. I want to see what you okay. go, if you guys match in terms of how low you go. Oh, I don't okay. even. Well, I was, I guess, harsh with Titanic, so I need to reverse Titanic to Ooh. a five out of ten. And what? I gave it a four. Right. Right. It, yeah. So I want to give it its dues because it wasn't as bad as this. So five out of ten for Titanic for me. For this, mm, I am gonna give it a three out of ten. A uh, little fluff ball flying things <laughs> that choose that cho- that they see him. Yeah, noise, yeah. noise. Yeah. Um. Yeah, those are kind of like the spirits of the past or whatever. Um. Mm. I will give it, and I think you guys know what I'm gonna give it. Uh, well, not the score, but maybe the uh, the little totem at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it four juju bees out of ten. <laughs> oh, that's a good answer. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I listen, so I listened back to the Titanic episode, and I, I, I realized I actually scored it higher than I had thought. I think I gave it a six. And I actually think I like this movie better than Titanic, <laughs> even though it doesn't have a lot of the the iconic scenes from that mm. film. Interesting. Uh, so I feel like going by that logic, I have to give it a higher score. So I'm going to give this six and a half out of 10 oh, wow. nuggets of unobtaining. Mm. <laughs> you want to know why we're here? Yeah. It just looks like he's constipated. This, he's like, really? Yeah, one, one, one kilo oh. of this gets you $20 million. <laughs> 20 million? What the hell have you people been smoking out there? <laughs> sorry oh, that was it. for everyone's so ears good. to enjoy <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah so i guess before we finish i'm just gonna give a little like rundown about the james cameron thing oh yeah um i really liked aliens aliens was really good mm-hmm. and then it just kind of got like a little bit worse <laughs> i kind of wish we watched a little a few of his other movies mm-hmm. but my kind of like thing is he's a little bit of a a little bit better than uh michael bay that's that's like my opinion about James. It's like Cameron. a better version of. He's Hunch. like Michael Bay, but like a little bit better. Yeah. Because hmm. for every Terminator, Brutal. there's a Transformers, yeah. but like one is commercially successful and one isn't. So what is it that James Cameron? Every bad boy explosion. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just there's something doesn't it doesn't tingle my yeah. Oh my God. You know what you just yeah. said was like saying that, I don't know, Paul Skulls is like James Milner, but just a little bit better. Like it's, no, no, that no, is no, so no, offensive. No, 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 no. They're completely different players. Uh, well, you know, the man, has, the man has his opinion and, and. Um, That's my opinion. And it's his, and it's his own. Um, yeah. Obviously um, there, there are still films that maybe that that i would love to visit uh that we would love to visit mm-hmm. with you uh under the james cameron umbrella because uh, mm-hmm. he has such a mighty and impressive canon and say what you will about about you know his movies or his storytelling the man knows how to make blockbusters mm-hmm. again he knows how to make yep. movies with with you know insane passion but also with drive, with confidence, and he knows how to make a box office tingle, man. He knows mm. he knows how to make revenue. So stu- all the studios must just adore him because you get mm. one man to make you th- almost three billion dollars 
You know, that's mm. insane. That's insanity. Um, the power that this mm. man wields on on in cinema. Um, so he's he's up there in the greats, and he has made truly great films um, that are both technically impressive and that also have spawned just this incredible world, um, this incredible pulp culture um, that we love and adore. Whether that's Titanic, whether that's Avatar, that is still, you know, um, that is still being talked about, that's still being that's still part of of, of the global dialogue in, in movies and cinema. But also, you know, his 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 starting gems that were, you know, T1, T2, Aliens, The Abyss, all these movies that have that have really escalated cinema or at least mm. blockbuster cinema to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he's all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, on that lovely explanation from Raph, I'd like to say thank you for being on the show. Don't forget to like share subscribe oh my gosh i almost fucked that one up uh yeah but don't forget to like share subscribe comment give us the five stars please give us another five stars like anybody who can because you know we need a lot more of those so we can grow and we can get our podcasts out there also we can learn from the one star so give us one star so we can learn from that one star yeah just if you're gonna give us one star or two stars or whatever give us some tips don't be like your shit (laughs) be like this is what you can improve on yeah, and totally. Be yeah, constructive. Give us some constructive, con- constructive criticism. Aye. And thank you for listening. And I hope you guys enjoyed this one. And uh, what is it I was going to say? Um, stay tuned for the bonus episode because we have another theme. And we have some more guests. Mm. So stay tuned for that. Yes. And yeah, ciao, ciao for now. Bye-bye. JJ, please. JJ, please. <laughs> JJ, please. <laughs> <laughs> that would just sound... <laughs>